Today's video, we're going to be dealing with the authorship of the book of Genesis. I was recently asked uh, if we know who wrote the book of Genesis and if we know, how do we know? Now, usually this question comes up with who wrote the Torah as a whole, all, all uh, five books that you find at the beginning of the Bible. So this is sometimes called Torah or Pentateuch. Torah is a Hebrew word meaning the law or the teaching or instruction, depending on who you ask. Pentateuch is a Greek word that means the five scrolls or the five books. Um, so when we break this down individually and say, how do we know who wrote Genesis? Um, it's going to be a very similar answer as to how we know who wrote the other four books of the Pentateuch because those are generally taken as, as a whole, as, a, as one grouping. Even in the book of Mark chapter 12 and verse 26, Jesus was asked a question uh, by the Sadducees about the resurrection. And in his response, he said, And as touching the dead that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto him, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. So Jesus, when quoting from Exodus, what we now know as Exodus 6 and verse 3, um, he refers to that as the book of Moses. That tells me that it was a common idea that the Pentateuch or the Torah was referred to just as the book of Moses. This is one indication that Moses is responsible for, for Genesis. However, I understand if someone wants to say, but this quote came from Exodus, so we don't want to lump Genesis in there with it. So I, I understand if someone were to say that and still have their doubts. So let me offer another thought on how we could uh, conclude that Moses wrote the book of Genesis. In Galatians chapter 4, Paul is using an allegory to teach the Galatians something about uh, the law and justification by faith and so forth. And in Galatians 4 verse 21, he says, Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? Now, it was very common, and this, you'll find this throughout the Bible, that the law is not always a reference to the Ten Commandments or even the entire Israeli constitution, all 613 of their laws. But the law is a, is a reference to the Torah, to the first five books of the Bible. And I believe that's how Paul is using it here. Because what he goes on to say in Galatians 4 has nothing to do with the commandments or statutes and precepts of, of Israel. He says in verse 22, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. And then Paul continues on with the story from the book of Genesis and uses it as an allegory. So this tells me that Paul considered the book of Genesis as part of the law, and the law was considered uh, as, coming, as having come from Moses. So for me, this is enough to convince me that Moses is the author of Genesis. I, I do understand, though, that people still have their reservations, and for this reason mainly, Moses wasn't around when the events of Genesis were taking place, so how could he have known those things? Well, the answer to that is twofold. Number one, he would have had access to historical records and oral tradition. Uh, it's, it's very fair to think both of those things were happening. We know that at the end of Genesis, Joseph gave some commandments about his bones. They were not to be left in Egypt when uh, the Israelites left uh, and, and the exodus took place. They were supposed to carry his bones out. They did so. So that record of Joseph giving that commandment would have been passed on through the generations and eventually the Israelites uh, fulfilled his dying wish. 
So information being passed down from one generation to another, whether it be written or oral, oral tradition, um, that, that's very plausible. But the other thing that we have to take into account is that God uh, undoubtedly gave Moses some direct revelation. He sat down with Moses and said, listen, sit, sit here with your pen and get to writing. This is how it happened. And there's no reason to doubt that God would have done such a thing for Moses. Now, when you read through the book of Genesis and you find some things such as the, uh, the story of the ark and the exact dimensions of it and how the animals came, there is no way that we can go back and verify that. There are no other historical records to compare that to. The story of the serpent coming to Eve in the garden, we have that story in Genesis. There are no other historical records to compare that with in order for us to see um, if it is historically consistent with other with other information. So I admit that we do have to take some of those stories by faith, but what we have to do, when I say take by faith, it's not a blind faith. We look at all the other information contained in that book and we see, are the things contained in this book reliable? And I have found nothing inconsistent in the record of Genesis when it's compared to other historical records from that time period. Everything seems to be consistent. So that leads me to believe that I can trust everything written in Genesis. There's nothing about the world today. There's nothing about archaeology or history that would lead me to believe that we, we can't trust those, those other things. So as far as the authorship of Genesis, um, although the book of Genesis itself does not tell us who the author is, I believe when we take into account what Jesus said and what Paul said, and even you can take into account uh, Jewish tradition, what's written in the Talmud and what the Israelites have uh, believed about the Torah for centuries now that Moses was responsible for the words you find therein. I believe all of that put together leads us to the conclusion that Moses did write it. At the end of the day, what we need to concern ourselves with is can we trust the information written in that book? And I have not found any reason uh, not to trust it. I believe it's just as reliable as anything else we read in the Bible. If this video has helped, you can click the like button. If you'd like to follow along with our Bible Q&A blog, you can click subscribe. Feel free to leave a Bible question in the comment section below or visit us on our Facebook page, Bible Baptist Church of Pachastruam. And if you live in town, we'd like to invite you to one of our services, and we hope to see you soon. May God bless and have a great day further.